And Tiger Brands has appointed Tushin Gavinda as a chief financial officer following the resignation of Adipa Sita. The firm says Gavinda is a seasoned FMCG executive and will take up the position on the 1st of January. The news of the appointment followed the release of Tiger Brands' annual results. The food producer and consumer goods company has posted a 10% rise in revenue. It cited price inflation of 11% along with favorable foreign exchange gains. Headline earnings per share for the period, meanwhile, arose just 2%. Tiger Brand says this year's performance reflects a challenging trading environment marked by high costs, cost-conscious consumers, a depreciating rand and unreliable electricity supply. Well, company CEO Judd Kruger joins us now with greater perspective on the year that was for the group. Thank you so much for your time, Judd. Uh, I looked at your uh, top line and there was actually double digit growth in revenue and of course largely due to price increases. But what was interesting for me is that even with those price increases, uh, overall volumes only declined by 2%. And I'm wondering what story that is telling us. Um, good afternoon. Thanks, thanks for your time. Look, the consumer is under pressure, and um, we, we didn't even quite recover all the cost push in, in, in costs um, in our pricing, um, and yet we still lost about 2% in, in, in volume. So the, the consumer is under pressure, and we've got challenges as food companies. How are we going to get food to our consumers um, that's more affordable? Chad, we are seeing a lot of the challenge there around uh, the milling and the baker, the baking, uh, you know, part of the business. Just speak to us about the specific headwinds of this uh, part of the business that are uh, causing a pressure. Yeah, we have got we have got some some particular challenges in in, in both of those. So in our bakeries, um, our biggest challenge in our bakeries is that we are not able to reach into the general trade as as well as we would like to. So our challenge there is to get um, the volumes that we sell into the general trade, to get that to increase dramatically. Um, and then, then as a result of those volumes, obviously our cost base will be better. Um, but our biggest, our biggest um, challenge is, is to, to regain our presence in the general trade. And uh, Jad, you mentioned that you weren't able to recover all those uh, aha elevated input costs. And of course, I do note that there was a decline in your gross uh, margin. And I'm wondering where are you struggling the most there to pass on those costs to consumers? Look, it's, it's, uh, it's overall everywhere, yeah. but I think okay. in particular, um, we struggled a lot in the rice businesses past year because um, of imports and, and and India closing their, their rice exports and the prices went up. Uh, we struggled quite a bit in, uh, in our culinary business, um, where we, where, where as a result, as a result of not only, but certainly, um, load shedding, um, farmers that grow, um, vegetables struggled and the volumes were down. So then the price goes up. Mm. Um, and then we struggle, we struggle from a gross margin point of view. We struggle with our conversion costs and we struggled with our, our product cost in terms of how we formulate our products. So I think our packaging is probably too expensive. I think our formulations are probably too expensive. So, so we are busy work, working on all of those. We've got, we've got real opportunities to, um, to re-innovate a lot of our main products to uh, make it more affordable for the consumer from a raw material point of view, where we can look at alternative procurement channels. Uh, but not only that, so it's really looking at the, um, at the design of our products, the packaging, the labeling, the intrinsics of the product, 
and, and really fine-tuning it to exactly what the consumer wants. So the consumer proposition is always in the lead. And then, and then second to that is how affordable can we do it to the consumer? So that, those are nice challenges for us that we will deal with going forward. Chad, uh, talk to us about the balance sheet here, asset quality, also looking at debt uh, for Tiger Brands. How are you feeling about uh, this part of the business? Look, if you look at our balance sheet, the, um, you'll see we've gone into, into a gear position. So we've got some borrowings. That was by design. We've decided last year to buy back shares. Um, and, um, and as a result of that, we went into debt. We're very comfortable with the levels of debt. The gearing is actually very, very low. But if I can maybe explain that at, at a little bit higher level. So we're spending a lot of time talking about our capital allocation in the organization. And between what dividend policy do we have? How, how do we pay a dividend? If we buy back shares, what's the policy behind that? Or what is the philosophy behind that? How do we spend money on acquisitions? How do we spend money on capital equipment? Um, and I think all of those, and obviously the last couple of years, we spent a lot of money on working capital because our working capital went up quite a lot. So the whole debate around that, how do we allocate capital between those, that's, that's, that's that top of mind. But our gearing at the moment is sort of a problem to us. We can actually gear it a bit higher if we have to. Um, Chad, I want to zoom into the uh, Desiders uh, fruit business. Uh, were logistics uh, headwinds your biggest headache there? And also, where are you on the uh, sale process of that business? Yeah. We, we're in process with last... Um, or the deciduous fruit business. We're in process. We, we're under due diligence at the moment, so we've got non-disclosure agreements going on at the moment. I think what's important for us as a business is that we must run that business as well as we can until it's sold. Mm -hmm. uh, we mustn't make the mistake to say, no, it's for sale. Uh, let's forget about it. Let's do something else. It's, it's a, it had a good year. Um, the deciduous fruit business has passed year had a good year, and this coming year, all indications are that it will have a good year as well. So... Um, until it's sold, it's not sold, and we will run it properly. Mm -hmm. Charles, I must also ask you about, uh, you know, the plans there to, uh, you know, uh, change some of the operating model, restoring uh, cost leadership and even rejuvenating uh, brands there. Uh, have you allocated capital uh, for this? Are you expecting it to be a costly and lengthy exercise? Uh, or are you, uh, you know, uh, hoping that it can turn around as quickly as possible? Look, I think, I think the operating model... I guess you always look at the operating model, but the operating model, we think we will have that finalized in the in the first quarter, second quarter of the calendar year next year. So we, we are hope to have that finished by March, somewhere there. Um, and then if you look at if you look at the um, taking costs out of the business from a portfolio efficiency point of view, that doesn't really need capital allocation. It's it's things like we've got too many SKUs in some businesses. You know, we've got we've got a long tail of products that doesn't make money. It's a few a few few products that make money, and we must take that complexity out of the business. So that that, that doesn't really need capital. If you look the next step after that on portfolio optimization, that's where you're probably going to start looking again at acquisitions. But I think that's a little bit later in in in, in the plan. Maybe later next year, early the following year. So um, in the very short term, it's. Not, to, not about capital allocation, except we must look after our facilities and spend money on, 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 um, on capital equipment. Um, but those programs are by and large in place. We're not going to fiddle with that too much. Um, but so that's what we're going to do. In the, so we should have, um, by the middle of next calendar year, towards the end of next calendar year, we should be well on track with having all these things in place.
All right, well, thank you so much for your time and unpacking those numbers that we saw coming out of Tiger Brands earlier on this morning. Chat, that was Tiger Brands CEO, Chata Kruger.